Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder. That's fit period responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Stop beating up your expensive sunglasses on the job. Hey, I'm Mike, founder of Frontline Optics, a sunglasses brand based out of San Diego designed for first responders. While working for the fire department, I was constantly breaking and scratching my expensive designer sunglasses at work. I knew there had to be a better way, and the idea for Frontline Optics was born. So what makes us different? We know these shades are going to get beat up, which is why we offer a no-questions-asked replacement program to cover lost or damaged sunglasses. When the time comes to get yours replaced, all you'll need to do is cover a $12 service fee, and we'll ship a brand new pair to your door, no questions asked. Additionally, a portion of all sales is donated to the First Responders Children's Foundation, supporting the loved ones left behind by our brothers and sisters who gave the ultimate sacrifice and service to their communities. All our glasses are polarized, and we offer free shipping and returns so you can try them risk-free. Not enough? We have Z87 styles available, and they're all at a price of $58 or less. Check us out, frontlineoptics.com or on Instagram at, at @frontlineoptics. Use discount code PMPM15 for 15% off. Now enjoy your podcast brought to you by Frontline Optics, sunglasses designed with the frontline in mind. The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this Poorly Made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a crown vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. Oh my God, my voice is already cracking. We're like two seconds in. Uh, <laughs> This is an episode that you guys didn't ask for, but I'm going to give you anyway. We've got Swinger 2 here. I've got the man, the myth, the legend, the astronaut, the military man, the cop, the firefighter, the doctor. I got Johnny Sins. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I got to be honest. It would be actually very cool to talk to Johnny Sins. There was a video going around, like the real Johnny Sins. I mean, like, I know know you're sexual prowess, but I mean, you're no Johnny Sins, right? No, not at all. No. There was the video going around of him. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram Reels where he's playing like a pickup basketball game. And he is just fucking a monster out there. So add that to his repertoire, man. The dude can ball in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, I think his greatest achievement is when he made it on the the Vikings board for like the military salute or something like that. Did you see that? An NFL game? No. Yes. 
okay, that could be the meme of the podcast because yeah, he, you know, they were doing one of the military, you know, salutes or whatever. And he played up on the board, like in the game, like he was an actual military. Oh my God. I cannot talk already. This is not good. I'm not drinking folks. An actual military, uh, guy. So there you go. Um, yeah. so we, uh, we're recording kind of late this evening. It is uh, January 21st after the, the football games. And uh, he was gracious enough to let me watch the ball game be- between the Chiefs and the Bills before we started recording, which I know you were not watching, but you can kind of keep in track of. Uh, yeah, I was I was following the score. It looked really close the entire time. It was a fucking... And granted, it's a couple weeks later now, but it was a fucking, it was a hell of a game. I, I enjoyed it. It as a Broncos fan, just kind of sitting this one now, you know, obviously the chiefs have uh, been a thorn in my side for a while. You can't, you know, a lot of people don't like Kelsey and Mahomes, and I know why, but I'll tell you what, man, he's fucking Mahomes, a hell of a ball player. You can't deny him that, but I gotta yeah, say, man, sure. jo- Josh Allen played pretty good. They played pretty safe. I, I think God hates the Buffalo bills at this point. I would have to agree with that, honestly. They do so well, and then it's just never enough. Yeah, I mean, they had fucking Jim Kelly in the 90s. What was it, like four straight Super Bowls or something like that? And they fucking lost. I don't know if it was four straight, but they went to a couple <laughs> Super Bowls. They fucking lost them. Uh, I feel bad for the uh, the people out in Buffalo. It's uh, The playoffs have been, first round was a little shaky, but this this next round was pretty good. Some pretty big, good ball games. We'll see what the next one brings. But by the time this podcast comes out, we'll already know who's going to the Super Bowl. Not that anybody cares about football, because really the the reason people are here to fucking hear about your balls, dude. <laughs> well, I will do my best to give them some good ball knowledge. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna tease you guys a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about the swinging thing, obviously, because it's uh it's fun, it's something different. But we got to talk policing things, obviously. And first and foremost, a are you having anything to drink tonight? I am drinking a Yingling. Fuck yeah! Good for you, man. Hell yes, yeah, sir. I am. I'm doing the sober because I'm I'm a reformed voice, but you know, every once in a while I have a little brewskis. But I'm glad you're having one for the homies. So, the second question that I normally ask and the people need to know: law enforcement. How come you became a cop? Um. Well, I was in the army for pretty close to ten years. Um, when I got out, I really didn't know which direction I was going to go. I did a little bit of wind turbine work, wind turbine work for a little bit. <clears throat> I built houses for a little bit, great money, a lot of stress. So I just decided to give law enforcement a, a chance. Um, <clears throat> I figured it would be similar to the, similar to the military in a way, and it's not at all, but, uh, I thought that. And I'll just go ahead and say now I way much more enjoy being a cop than a soldier any day. How come? Um. Oh, okay, well, that's a dumb time. question. I mean, a like being time. it. Well, I was going to say, depending on when you served, I think I just may have asked the most retarded question I could have ever asked because <laughs> um, war is not really a good time. <clears throat> no, it's it's not. I mean, some of the best and worst times I had in the army was in Iraq. Um, but. More so, the army just sucked way worse stateside. I mean, PT was fine. It was just a lot of time in the field, lots of lots of field time, and 
I mean, it is what it is. We have a job to do, but getting out, um, you know, police departments will have your typical same kind of rank structure in a way. But uh, the one thing that at least I see in my department is, I mean, we have that structure, but it's not, it's not really followed to a T, if you will. You know what I mean? I don't have to call my sergeant sergeant. And, you know, in the army, you get slapped for that shit. So it's just a little different. Yeah, I know there are some departments where they, they get a little weird about that. I heard my department back in the day at roll call or briefing or wherever you call it, you had to stand at attention when the fucking brass or lieutenant walked in and all kinds of shit. That would have fucking been really stupid. That would have pissed me off. Yeah. Calm down a I mean, little I'm bit glad, here. I'm glad it's not like that, but um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that, that some some agencies out there might do that. So uh, we're not, because of uh, the sensitivity of the topic of your balls that we're going to get into, we're not going to reveal what state you're in. And I know lots of states, you know, depending on where you're at, lots of different types of academies. But the academy, the police academy versus basic training, I got to assume that basic was way harder, right? Um, Actually, basic was a breeze compared to the academy. Really? Yeah, my academy wasn't very physical. I mean, we did PT every day. Um, <clears throat> I actually led the PT every day. But um, the testing, man, uh, it was no fucking joke. Like... I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but that was probably one of the hardest things I've done academically, at least. You know, me knowing what state you're in, that makes sense, because I've heard I've heard some things about that state as far as the testing goes, where it can be it can be a little spicy at times. Yeah, that's pretty tough. <laughs> and actually, we just I don't know if it's uh, if it's nationally or or just state, but we are now allowing um, prior service uh, MPs to test out right away just challenge the state test and if they're good to go they're good to go you're the second so thought, state where i've heard that i thought that was pretty cool yeah that is, that is kind of a cool deal i know i know some people would disagree with that i, I don't know if you pass your pass i guess it's not a big deal to me i i yeah. i'm assuming that being an mp depending on you know where your station and stuff is quite a bit different than being a cop but i mean i i assume being an mp were you an mp in the army or no no, I was not. I was okay. on tanks. Oh, okay. Well, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, that's some man shit right there, to be honest. Yeah, it was with pretty you. it was pretty fun. It was it had its it had its moments for sure. Uh but I assume, you know, being an MP, you know, you're on the base enforcing laws. It's, there's some elements of it that are say you know, a lot of people say being the police once you get it, it it's the same everywhere. You just have to learn, you know, little nuances of law and policy and statute you know place to place but being a cop is basically the same job everywhere i think i think that's mostly true maybe not always true yeah i would assume that it's at least fairly similar so uh this is an imperfect segue but now we need to know how you got in oh you know what no we're gonna save that we're gonna tease you even more um <laughs> we're gonna do a new segment on the podcast Okay. which I'm going to call poorly made police news. Um, I had a couple of people message me about the incident we're about to discuss. And I was like, yeah, we should talk about it. And I, I've talked about this in other podcasts with tactical stuff and, and all that stuff. I, I don't really like to dive too much into that a, because let's be honest, I've been off the road for three years. I don't fucking know everything. 
Um, B, this is an audio podcast, so sometimes the breakdowns can be a little rough. It, it depends on what it is, obviously. Um, and C, it's just funner to talk about swinging and farts. So we'll probably do a lot of that. But this one, um, I was like, you know what? Well, let's do a little bit of poorly made police news. So if, if you guys ever have something you want me to discuss, as long as it's not like some crazy tactical thing, send it over. Uh, this incident was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, if I'm oh, yeah. uh, not incorrect, if I'm not incorrect, and it's fucked. So I'm sure most of you guys have have seen this story, but basically these two guys, like I guess they were in some high speed tactical unit. They were in uniform, but in an unmarked car, and they would go around throwing slushies and shit at people, which is fucking horrible. I think. I don't want to say it's the worst part, but another layer to that is they'd have cops behind them recording it. So they knew what was going on and reading up on it a little bit. It, it looks like supervisors knew this was going on and, and kind of let it happen for a while before these guys ended up getting in trouble, like big fucking trouble. They got fr- federally prosecuted, but it, it's just fucking. I, I, I'm lost for words how fucking stupid that t- kind of shit is. What's your take on it? Yeah, I would agree, man. Um, actually, I just read an article on that today. Uh, pretty probably the same stuff you read. Um, you know, the thing is, and this is my initial take on that was someone, you know, a lot of a lot of people already hate the police as it is. And someone could have came up to me and been like, oh, yeah, I hate the fucking police so much. They threw a slushy on me one time driving down the road. And, you know, before this article even came out i would have been like that didn't that did not fucking happen guaranteed so for it to actually have really happened is it's just it's unnecessary for one and two i mean they deserve what they got like it's it's just ridiculous there's no it's fucked up really i mean yeah plain and simple. There's no like defending it you know i i think some no. people when some stuff happens with the police they'll do this well, well, you know, policing is hard and guys are having a hard time and stuff. And, you know, I I think that's something that you kind of have to ex, ex, uh, explore case by case, um, yeah. depending on what it is. I, you know, you guys know how I feel about it. I think sometimes we just fucking feel sorry for ourselves and do dumb shit instead of taking responsibility for it. But this is just so fucking I hate to use the word because somebody ruined it. It's fucking deplorable. And yeah. It's just fucking disgusting. And this this happened, I think, in 2018, 2019. So this is pre uh Brianna Taylor for for Louisville specifically. And yeah. it's where I I want to say Brianna Taylor was 2020, right? I believe so. I believe it was. I think it was too. Or, or it was 2019. But around that time period, this is pre-Summer of Love. This is pre-George Floyd. This is after Ferguson. But <laughs> the timestamps on any of this. It should never happen. No. It's just fucking gross, man. I, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with people, you know, and I know it happened a while ago at this point, like, you know, three, four years ago. But again, a small minority of cops are doing the most fucking retarded shit ever, and they make life so much more difficult for the people on the street still doing the job. It's just it's gross. Yeah. It gives it gives the cop blockers and all them fucking bastards ammunition. Oh yeah, it does. And and that's what I'm saying. Like I, if this article would have never came out or if this incident never happened, you know, 
nobody would ever believe that cops would just throw shit at people driving by. But I would. It is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know cops do some fucked up shit. We're all a little retarded sometimes, but um, that was just, that's just, there's just shit you don't do. And that's one of them. Yeah. And have I said some things to cops that are fucking deplorable? There was air quotes around that. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking said horrible shit. I've probably done that in memes that are fucking horrible. And, you know, I people could look at some memes and go, well, that's really fucked up. Well, it's yeah. a cartoon on the internet. But, you know, we have this whole like thing around like cop humor and cops kind of take ownership of having fucked up humor, which is a coping mechanism. I'm good with that. I'm totally fucking good with that. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not it. No, that ain't it. No, like, no, and none of that was even remotely funny. So it's just, I don't know. They, they knew it was fucked up too. And I think I read in the article, there was like a detective sergeant or something who was, who knew about it. And I guess his excuse was, well, they'd been doing it for a while and everyone seemed to think it was okay. So I didn't say anything or do anything about it. Like what in what world would that ever be? Okay. Yeah. So in the, in this reporter's eyes, that was fucking dog shit. And I'm glad those guys are not cops anymore. Cause they're fucking pieces of shit. I don't yeah. care how many arrests they made. That is fucking garbage. I think one of them had a previous, uh, I don't know, maybe like a some kind of sexual incident they were getting possibly indicted for. I think I might have read that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making shit up. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. These guys sound like fucking dirt bags. Yeah. All right. Now the fun part. After so the news is over. I need to get like like the news sound, like headline news sound or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um so that's the first edition of poorly made police news. If you guys have things you want me to talk about, send me a message and I'll cover them if I deem appropriate. Like I cover your mom. So the fun shit. Well, I mean, fun for some people, I suppose. Uh swinging. So you're married, right? I am. Okay. How did the swinging thing come about? Well, all right. So I met my my wife now um, when I was I had just moved back to the state that I'm currently living in um, for the army. I was in the army at the time, and I decided, hey, why don't I give Tinder a try? I had never had Tinder ever, so I gave it a try, and I'm no shit. Literally, the first swipe was was her, and so I decided to meet up with her, and she told me, hey. I'm married and this is our kind of thing. We have an open relationship and, you know, just kind of looking for a side piece, if you will. So like, all right, fuck it. Why not? I never had ever. Holy fuck. That is... yeah. All right. All right. I had never. Ever... This. this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was doing that. had never crossed my mind ever. So I'm just a young, stupid, horny soldier. So I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So we meet up at this bar and also the city that, or the, the city surrounding the base is not a good, a good city at all. So I was also weary that, you know, it could be some fucking weirdo trying to shoot me and steal all my shit. So I parked my car in, in the back of the parking lot and I, she was like, all right, I'm pulling up. This is what I'm driving. So I seen her car pull up and she parked. 
And I was just making sure there was either one, she, I don't want to sound fucked up, but I didn't, if she, I, for, she was, I was waiting to see if she was like 400 pounds. And then, <laughs> and then I was also waiting to see if there was any other cars that pulled up next to her with like some jump out boys or something. Oh yeah, that sounds and, like the the situation you're describing sounds like a robbery in my cop brain. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it wasn't. So I went inside. We met. We had some drinks. Uh, we talked about the whole the whole situation, their their whole deal, and uh, we didn't do anything. I think we kissed that first night, and then we ended up meeting up for I don't know lunch or something the next day. And things progressed a little bit. Still, we didn't, I didn't, you know, go to pound town that day either. And then I ended up, we ended up going on a third date and that's when it all, it all started unraveling. Um, so <clears throat> I was friends with the guy too, her husband. He was a good dude. He still is a good dude. Um, actually my, these, my stepkids are, he's my stepkids father. So, um, what had happened was, you know, previous, I guess, previous issues in their marriage were just kind of resurfacing and they decided to split and we decided to kind of date and stay together. And that, that lasted for about a year. And then, uh, we got married and during that year. And then during that first year of marriage, we weren't going to do any of the like swinging stuff or that was just kind of out of the question. It was a thing of the past. So that was uh, like, that was their, like as their, their relationship involved the whole swinging thing. Yes. Prior to the, okay. Yeah. So she was like, well, more experienced in that realm than I was. We, we didn't do anything the first year. And then we just decided to kind of dip our toes in, you know, cause I was introduced to it through being like, I guess her side piece and, um, I kind of wanted to see, you know, what that whole world was about. Um, we didn't really, it wasn't really like, I don't know. I didn't have to pull teeth. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. She was just like, all right, well, if you want to give it a try, then, then let's do it. I guess. in Oh, her, so it was your, her, it was your idea to try. Yes. It. Okay. So it wasn't yeah, her yeah. like, Hey, I miss, I miss the old action. Let's fucking get this going. No, not at all. No. It was definitely it was definitely my idea, um, but you know, like like all things new, I wanted to take it slow. We wanted to see how it was gonna how it was gonna develop, and I also wanted to see how how my I guess if I would have any jealousy on my end, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I'm I'm not a jealous person. She's not a jealous person. I think that's why this works so well for us. Um, kind of put a pin in this, this, this story right here. Um, I was listening to, I had to re-listen to the, the, the swingers episode, the first one. And that guy made a lot of good points about, you know, this is this quote unquote lifestyle isn't for everyone. You know, it's not something that you just decide you want to jump in one day without, talking about it i mean i've had a lot of guys friends of mine ask me that no they know about our situation and they're like oh how do i get my wife to do that and it's like <laughs> it's like you don't like there's no getting your wife to do anything you know what i mean you have to have that conversation discuss the pros and cons you know what i mean figure out what your interests are 
And I just can't imagine that 99% of those people interested in it would, wouldn't be able to handle the, the jealousy, if you will. You know what I mean? I, 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 you mentioned something in that first podcast, like, you know, what's it like? Do you ever have a guy with like a fucking 12 inch hammer or something? And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it, <clears throat> the jealousy really isn't, isn't a factor for us. Um, a lot of trust. You gotta right, have a lot so of trust. So when the hammer comes out, you're like, all right, just don't look at it right in the eye. I can't be jealous right. of this. That's right. That's okay. it. Funny enough, um, the last podcast, which you haven't heard, um, and it's still being edited, that will come out right before this. There were some discussions. Now, if we're not canceled, because that podcast got a little off the rails, I I had a, a one too many. Um, there's a lot of discussions in that podcast that I think may may creep into this one, but we'll 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 hold that to the side for now. Yeah. So the first question I have, just kind of off the cuff, um. So she was with this dude. They end up get you know a divorce or whatever, and you were kind of the side piece. Was it like a cuck situation? Was he like, or did you guys like tag team her or anything? Or was this were you guys always by yourself? Um, kind of a little bit of all of it. Um, that word cuck is thrown around. Uh, I think ignorantly. Um, oh, I don't inform know. Inform us. Tell us. Tell us what you yeah. think about this. I'm curious so, your thoughts. There is, I mean, anyone can do a little bit of research. You can just Google, but the word cuck, I guess, would typically describe a male who is, um, what would you say, De- belittled and fucking humiliated in front of a, like in front of his wife while he, she's getting fucked by another dude. It's not like that at all. Like that wasn't this, that wasn't, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a real thing for some people. That's not our thing. Um, sometimes, you know, he would just watch and fucking chill and then go away for a while and go make a sandwich and do whatever the fuck he does. Sometimes we would tag team her. Sometimes it would just be us. She would come to my apartment. So I ended up moving to the town where she lived. And it's a very small town. So whenever they did get divorced, um, <clears throat> despite their reasonings for divorce, it was really looked at like I was a homewrecker. Until everyone got to know me, and now everyone loves me, but it was rough for a little bit. So, all right. So that's that's kind of my first, I think, line of questioning I have for you. Yeah, I I don't want this to sound like an interrogation. So hopefully it's not, because no, this is sure. just this is just my own curiosity. So you mentioned like people, you know, felt like you were a homewrecker and stuff. Was it pretty well known? their relationship like it was a open type thing or was um, that why would, it was a shock i would say it was there was a good amount of people that that knew or had an idea i would say most people didn't though and the th- like i said we were all good friends the three of us we were great friends uh we would go out to the local bar here or um you know the little spot down the street to get margaritas and you know we would be sitting there chilling and I was developing my own friendships with people around around the town as well. But we'd be out there hanging out and, you know, he would text me, hey, go grab her ass or go make out with her. And, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to fucking do it. And then people would see that. And then they would be like, dude, what, what the fuck's going on? Why is that guy, you know, touching your wife's ass? And he's like, oh, no, they're just friends. They're just friends. 
if he would have been open about it to them, like, Hey, this is just our, this is what we're doing. Um, and I know that's hard for most people to just openly admit that, you know, but if, if that was the case, then I wouldn't have looked at been looked at like the bad guy for so long. I gotta be honest, man, that is for, I gotta, and this is just me. You're, you're a different dude than me. Like if I was in your shoes and that dude was telling me to do that stuff, I'd be like, I don't know if I can do this, man. That's, that's a lot of pressure. I I would yeah. I would feel awkward in that kind of situation, but to each their own. I'm not I'm not here to judge. Yeah, it, it did at first because that was all new to me as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, at that time I was I was separated, so I wasn't even through my divorce. Um, I had just moved back to the state, so I was still trying to plant my roots in somewhere. Um, at the time, I was living with <laughs> I before I moved out to the little town. I, I had a roommate. Um, who it was a buddy of mine. It was his wife. And that's a weird situation too. No, I didn't plow her. Oh, but like, wow. Yeah, no, that I didn't do anything with her, um, but she was a stripper and it was just really fucking weird. Like I couldn't get out of that city fast enough. So I would commute to and from the base about 45 minutes every day and it was worth it. So, okay. So at this point you're not a cop, you're still in the military Yes, as this uh, relationship is is blossoming. Yeah. So, and, and not to jump too far ahead, but this lifestyle that you live is it generally one that you keep kind of on the on the down low, or do like a lot of people that are in your friendship group know? Like, do you does your mom know? Um, you a swinger. Does her yeah, parents she know? Does. Okay. Uh, her hers no. I oh, mean, her, her parents does. don't know. Her her mom does. Oh, her mom dad does. Doesn't. But and and no, dad doesn't. And um, my parents know, but they don't. They don't want to know details, so they don't ask any fucking questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like ah, they're adults. They're doing their own thing. Whatever. Is it widely known on your department your status? Um, no, it's not. I don't hide it, but I also don't flaunt it either. Um, I have my two best friends. know. actually, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, my two like work buddies, best friends know, I trust them not to say anything. Um, and I, so like my profile on, on Facebook, we have a, a group that we're all like a part of, or, um, I don't know, it's like a big open forum, Facebook group or whatever for swingers. Right. And a lot of couples will decide to make, um, couples profiles. Like, you know how those, Random couples will be like, I don't know, Tim and Tim. Oh, and yeah. I always Heather. assume that they are going through something if they have a, a, a right profile. I yeah, I do, too. But a lot of the a lot of the swing couples will do that so they can both do some communication, I guess, with other people. My wife and I don't do that. We don't have time for that shit. So like I'll post a, a meme or a picture or whatever. And I mean, you can go click on like my likes and who's liked it. You'll see my family members liking it. You'll see my friends liking it. You'll see little profiles with upside down pineapples liking it. And it's just like, if my work really wanted to dig into my personal life, I mean, I guess they could. And they probably know. They just don't say anything. I mean, I don't bring, I don't shit where I eat. And I don't, um, you know, I don't involve my department in any of these activities either, you know. Um. This is an odd question, but so 
you've got do you have kids with her or just the stepkids? No, we don't have any kids together. Okay. Stepkids. Do the stepkids know? Are they not old um, enough or no? So there is there's three adults, three adult stepkids, and they know. Um our fifteen year old here at the house doesn't know. I mean, she might have an idea. She's not stupid. Uh, but then my two, I have two little ones as well, and they don't live in the state. They don't know. Okay. Okay. You know, because I, I had this thought today as I was kind of formulating some questions as I was listening or as I was watching the ball game. I was like, God, that would be a fucking awkward conversation with kids. Like, you know, they happen in not, not that you should be partaking in such things with kids around, but if they figure it out, it's like, yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, mommy loves daddy very much, but she also likes Steve and Bill and yeah. Robert. You know, I yep. that would be a weird fucking conversation to have kids with kids. It would be a very weird conversation to have with kids. And luckily, we haven't had to have that conversation. Um, I mean, one like they they ask, they get an answer and then then, and then that's it. They don't want to know details like just like the parents. They don't want to fucking know the details. Just fine with me. I don't care if you know. Just don't ask me about it. All right. We're going to take a quick break and be right back to the podcast. Oh, hey there. It's just me. Just got a couple quick things for you guys. Wanted to remind you in the podcast description and on uh, the meme page, I got a link tree that has all your favorite poorly made stuff. You can get to the ghost patch stuff that we do together. You can also get the flex shield by ghost patch. Got our friends, officer privacy, fit responder, frontline optics, revelations training, and then, of course, a link to my merch. So make sure you guys are checking that out for everything poorly made. And one last thing before I let you get back to the podcast. The very last thing you see on every single podcast is a link. That's how you become a monthly donor slash sponsor to the podcast. You can do that if you love the podcast and you want to help a fella out. Or if you just feel sorry for me, go ahead and click that link to be a monthly donor. Now, back to the podcast. So your lifestyle, is this like... Is this like an every week thing where you guys are, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it partying? Um, no, 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 it's not. Okay. So, so how does this work? Like, do you guys have, cause you said you're, this is one that you said pre-recording is that when you listen to the, the first swingers podcast, mm-hmm. a lot of the things were very similar, but you guys were very different. Yes. Um, so I'll, in a lot of our similarities, um, you know, wrap it up, be safe. Um, and inner circles, you know, we have an inner circle and it's like two couples. Um, if we ever play with anyone else, it's always wrap it up. And the only reason we have that trust with the inner circle is because, you know, we're such good friends with them and we're all on the same page. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking go out and get, herpes and then give it to her, give it to the, you know, our friend. And then now they're stuck with herpes forever. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. That's the worst present you could give somebody. Absolutely. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's almost as bad as um, being a Bills fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had said something to like <clears throat> the, the other, the other guests had said something like, any that natural that natural uh, feeling of jealousy is just it's completely warranted. You know what I mean? 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just jealousy is not a, not a factor for us. Um, and whatever you may have, whatever opinions or thoughts you may have on the lifestyle, you're probably right, no matter whatever direction you're looking at it. Um, we, we don't really, it's not an every weekend thing for us. Um, probably like once a month at least. And it's not like, Hey, we're going to this fucking big ass party. Um, we're going to fuck somebody like you can't have expectations for one. That's just weird. And two, um, you know, sometimes you just want to go to these parties and, and hang out with your friends. We've made some of our best friends in the lifestyle and, um, not every party and most parties, house parties, uh, events or club events. It's not like orgies where that's the first thing that it comes to people's mind when they're talking about a swinger party. Oh, I'm going to show up and everyone's going to be just fucking asses in the air and titties and dicks everywhere. It's not like that at all. It's like a normal party. And one piece of advice for, I have for anyone that might have thought about speaking with their significant other about swinging would be, um, give a club a try first. And reason being, um, lifestyle people are some of the most respectful individuals I've ever met. I mean, I, I would say I'm comfortable saying this. It's more likely that your girlfriend or wife would get groped on at a regular bar than at a lifestyle event. This is a, this is a weird question and a fucking super weird analogy, but I feel like, and I'm sure this is true to an extent, but I'd be curious what your uh, what you've seen. So I, I, this was a podcast that came up. It came up something about the guy didn't like fishing, and there was uh, there it is. I fucking related something to fishing already. But <laughs> um, it was funny because he was bringing up like, yeah, there's fucking you know tweakers like to go fishing and stuff, and I was like, that is true. That's a weird thing about about fishing. It has a sub a subculture about of tweakers and you being in the military, you know, I'm sure you've seen in the military. I mean, there's fucking, you know, gang members in the military and shit, yeah. all kinds of subcultures there. Yeah. Is that the same within swinging or are there different subsets within swinging that you see um, or is pretty much everybody kind of, kind of doing the same thing you guys do? Mostly everyone's just kind of doing the same thing we're doing. Um, <clears throat> You know, I, I know you guys had touched on the topic of um, like unicorns or you guys only into threesomes with like chicks or threesomes with dudes or couple swaps or orgies or whatever. Um, I'd say most people are just kind of open minded about it and are just if you build that that um, that good rapport and, you know, build some some friendship with them first. Like, I mean, anything's kind of in the air, you know. You know what's funny is after I did this podcast, well, the first one with the first swinger, my brother is like, "Are you a swinger?" Like, Fuck. <laughs> That's what my <laughs> wife said. My wife, my wife was listening to this yes or listening to it yesterday, and she was like, "So is this poorly police guy interested in swinging or something?" I was like, "No, no." I he was just <laughs> here's the thing: the thought of banging different. I'm a dude, okay? Like I love my wife very much, right? And we have a good relationship, but like every guy's ears kind of perk up a little bit. And they're like, hmm. But then yeah. I the downside of it is I I wouldn't really like another dude banging my wife. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't find that to be very fun. But I find I find it interesting. 
right? I find yeah. the whole thing interesting. And swinging is kind of the subset, which I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like more people do it than you would think. Like I would say like people do it. maybe, okay, like one out of 10 couples, two out of 10. What do you think? Last more? I, I would say, I would say a good solid, a good solid two out of 10 with a three out of 10 being maybe interested in it. That's a lot. That's it is a lot. lot of couples. It is a lot. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of cops too. There's a lot of cops. Yep. There's a lot of firefighters. There's a lot of teachers, nurses, hairdressers, just the typical, the normal people. Right. But it's, <clears throat> there's a lot of us out there and the majority of the, the majority of the police officers obviously want to keep it on the on the down low and respectfully so um like i said i don't give a shit i mean i don't really care if anyone knows but i also don't want to go out there and be like hey everyone i love you know fucking other people for fun you know you know see that's an interesting thing like i so i'm i'm weirded out like anybody knowing i run this page um for different for different reasons um obviously you know especially you know here, here's the joke again. If I come back on the job, is I, I don't want, like I say and do things on the podcast that I would not do on the street, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's not appropriate. Like we're we're, you know, like going back to the slushy things. Like, yeah, I've had some very fucking evil thoughts, but an evil thought isn't an evil act, right? And right. I've said some super fucked up things on this podcast for a laugh or whatever, um, but there's definitely a right and a wrong way to do the job. And so yeah. I wouldn't want what, what, what I do here to affect that And relating that to your situation. Like, let's say, let's say I was in your shoes. I'd be super fucking weirded out to be a cop and go to one of these parties and like recognize somebody I know or whatever. Cause you know how departments are like fucking high school, right? Cause you get, you get seen at a swinger party as a cop. The whole department knows you're you're a fucking swinger. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has an idea that I am, anyways. But I mean, you're right. I've been to a, I've been to a party where I've met another cop from an agency like three cities over, and he knows a good friend of mine that went to the academy with me. It's just it's a very uh, it's a very tight knit community, and it's a small world. So that community is it. Have you heard of people being spiteful about it? Yeah. Well, like anything, you know, there's going to be bad apples in anything, but I would say the majority of people are just genuine, kind hearted and just fun people. Like you can tell fucking fuck. Right. And you could tell them, you know what? Hey, no, I'm not really interested in fucking you. And guess what? You guys can go have like five shots after that and party on. You know what I mean? No one gets their feelings hurt. I mean, they might, but they're not going to let you know, like, hey, you fucking hurt my feelings because you won't lick my pussy. But it is what it is. Like, we all have standards. I'm a guy. Of course, my wife's standards are higher than mine. But it, you know, she's the deciding factor. Let's make that clear, too. Um, I could be like, hey, I want to fuck this couple. And she'll be like, all right, I'm down. Or she'll say, go for it. Or you go and I'll watch or have fun. I'll see you in two and a half minutes or whatever. <laughs> okay <laughs> i got two questions off that uh the first the first question which i'm glad you reminded me because i didn't write this one down 
see, I feel like in a situation like that, 30 seconds tops, right? Brand new situation, a lot of nerves, new couple, 30 seconds top. What What do you do? Do you just watch everybody else finish as you sit there after fucking blowing your load in 30 seconds? I just, I mean, <clears throat> no. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, like I could see that being a, an, an issue for some people. It's never been an issue with me. As a matter of fact, I think, I think performance anxiety has been a more bigger issue than just finishing too fast, um, which means I'll be fucking for like an hour. And at that point, who wants to fuck for a whole hour? I know everyone's like, I fucked for two hours last night. No, you didn't. And if you did, you weren't having a good time. You know what I mean? I always thought that was a weird flex because like I thought chicks that like in great. You know what? It. Here's another fish analogy, you fucking assholes. <laughs> it's like the dude that said he caught a giant fish. Like, we've all had the buddy. And maybe I'm just talking on my ass because, you know, I'm like the 32nd man right here. But we've all had the dude that's like, oh, yeah, I, I fucked her for eight hours straight. She had 37 ant orgasms. And it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I'll take things that didn't happen for no, 500. Didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Instagram has some really good questions and we're definitely going to get to those. Um, I had a few more questions though. So you said that she has like the right of refusal. Can she tell you like, Hey, I don't want you to fuck them. Yeah. Is that on the table too? Okay. So that's part of it too. Like it's a, both of you have to consent even if there's no action on one part. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that's non-consensual, like on either of our part, would definitely be considered cheating. And I know you, you would ask that other guy a question about that, and he said the same thing. Like, if if you know his wife was, or if my wife started Snapchatting someone at two in the morning, like, yeah, I'm gonna be pissed off because there's no reason to not lay everything out on the table, you know. Um, <clears throat> but you know, we most of the time we're, I mean, we're so great with our communication that we don't have to, we don't have to like sugarcoat anything. She'd be like, Hey, I don't like this couple. You're not fucking them. What am I going to say? I'm going to argue with her. Nope. I'm going to go find a couple that I can fuck or just going to go fuck her. Like, right. You know, Bukaki semen did her in the ass. I couldn't do <laughs> yeah. this podcast without that sound bite. Um, uh, I haven't got the porno music in yet. I gotta, I gotta step my game up here. Okay, so now, and this is just me prying, but you know, you guys basically met as you know, you were like the third kind of thing. Uh-huh. Is that is that something that would happen in your relationship? Is like you guys would go fuck people like in different places, like, or are you guys always together when that shit happens? We're always together when that happens but we're not it's not off the table i mean like i said we have we have that especially one couple in our inner circle they're like our best friends like i i really don't even have to ask permission i could just tell my wife hey i'm gonna go fuck her in the other room she'll be like all right i'll see you later um and vice versa oh in the Um, other room but not like like you couldn't leave work home you couldn't leave for work oh my god let me try that again you couldn't leave work early to go bang this chick without telling her no, considering they also live like four hours away, uh, that wouldn't oh, well, happen. That, but wouldn't even happen. if they did, yeah. even if they did that, I don't think that would be a thing either. I mean, it could be, but I'm just going to go on the safe side and say, no, that wouldn't be a thing. Okay. 
Is your is your is your wife listening to this as we record? Uh, she's in and out. In and out. That's <laughs> that's what she said. Okay, <laughs> I do. <knew it> was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I lost my train of thought, but we'll get to the Instagram questions, and I'm sure I'll remember. Oh no, I remember one thing. This is mm-hmm. important. Okay, um, so you're you're a listener. You're familiar with Saul, right? So. Uh, is that one of your regular? Yeah, the people? the lawyer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this last podcast, he we had a rule, or he had this rule, where it's like if there's two dicks, then it's gay. So uh-huh. I think what he would be to, like if 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 you were like swinging in the same room, I think in his eyes it would be considered gay, which I I think he's he's off base for, but but whatever. But okay. Where I kind of came in was with. With pegging, I'm uh-huh. sure you're familiar with the term. I yes. think pegging's a little gay, and he's like, "No, pegging's not gay." As in, in your humble opinion, as a uh, a sex expert, since you swing, I'm I'm bestowing that on you. Is pegging gay? I I don't think it's gay. However, I think it's more gay than two dicks in a room fucking a chick or a couple. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to go out there and say it's gay because I don't I don't bash people's kinks or or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I I think it would be considered more gay than two guys railing out a chick or a couple swapping. You know, I'm not like, again, like I'll be very clear, like what people do in their own bedroom is is totally their thing. I'm, I'm I would guess there's somebody out there in PM PM land that likes to get pegged that listens that is shaking his fist at the sky as he gets fucked in his asshole. But <laughs> I don't get it, but that's okay. It's for you. But right. it's, it's a nobody has thing. to like, get it. Like nobody no, has, to, has get to get it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anybody but their asshole. Um <laughs> but it's a weird thing because I don't I don't remember that being a thing until recently. Like as a kid, oh, man. I don't remember hearing about pegging. And when no, I say kid, it, I mean like a teenager. Like you hear about all the things, right? The pegging thing was within the last couple of years. Deadpool got pegged. Yep. I think it was maybe one of the first times I heard about it. So maybe we need to blame Ryan Reynolds for this. I don't know. But yeah, it's a maybe. new thing. Uh, I would say, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably, I didn't really hear about it within the last couple of years either. Um, but it's just one of those things. I mean, hey, you like a fake wiener in your ass go for it so are are you familiar with the show letter kenny yeah absolutely okay so where do you stands on a finger in the bum hole um <laughs> it depends on how drunk i am <laughs> it depends because oh a finger hurts and if a finger hurts then i know a fucking big giant fake wiener would hurt bad I uh, so. I may have joked with the group chat that that could never happen to me because there was a layer of hair protecting my butthole. It's <laughs> like <Please>, spider web. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting through that thing. All right. Um, you know what? Before we get to the Instagram questions, I should do an officer of the podcast. So as you guys know, uh, I am always requesting you guys send in nominations for people doing good work out there. People that are unsung heroes or shit. Maybe they did something fucking totally badass. They need to be recognized. So 
Email them to me, poorly made police memes at gmail.com. If you DM them to me on Facebook and Instagram, there's a high likelihood I will lose them in the mess of messages I get. But email is a lot easier for me to track. So make sure you're sending those in. Obviously, huge thanks to Ghost Patch for making the patches. And obviously, you can buy all the fun PMPM patches. We've got all those achievement patches the kids enjoy. We've got really something super fun that we're starting up. Hopefully, you're going to like it. I don't know if it'll be out by the time this podcast comes out, but I'm very excited for it. This uh, this one made me happy right off the bat. So uh, this one comes in. I want to shout out one of our rookies. Deputy Blankety Blank started working in our local juvenile detention center. Then he got hired in our county jail. When he applied for a road position, I ended up being his final FTO. Deputy Blankety Blank. Came off as quiet and not very assertive, which isn't necessarily bad. He graduated FTO and was doing fine on his own. One night shift, he was called to a burglary in progress where a subject was actively making threatening comments to the persons in the home. Uh, Deputy Blankety Blank responded to this incident by himself, thinking his backup was 15 minutes out plus. He handled the entire situation almost flawlessly, possibly preventing a murder from occurring, and proved to the department that he has what it takes to be a very productive and professional member of our department, even within his first year on Rogue Patrol. I am very proud to call him one of my cubs, which there's a gay joke there, and I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> well done, Officer good for Blankety him. Blank. Yeah, good, good job, kid. That, make, that one fucking warms my heart. Does he deserve air horns and applause or a T-Rex? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was a wrong... I hit trumpeter, not air horns. My bad. I did not mean to give him a fart. Where's my fucking air horns at? There they are. I need an assistant. Right, nice. Email this dude before I forget. Good on that guy, especially being brand new. It's going to be good for him. So, on that note, God, that deputy life, man, responding to fucking calls by yourself. That's that takes some gahones, man. That takes some big yeah. fucking gahones to do that shit. You know, I come from big city policing and you had fucking you always had somebody with you. It was very rare to respond to something by yourself. So well yeah. done going on in there by yourself. All right. Instagram did not let us down. I'm sure they um, didn't. I, a bunch of cops. I already know what kind of fucking questions they're going to ask. So. I, I actually want to start with a, a statement. The guy's like, here's my question. And I was like, dude, that is not that is not a question. That is a statement. Uh, but I wanted to read it and talk talk about it. This guy is a, a very loyal follower of the podcast. Um, he's been I've been very appreciative of his. It's uh, the best way to put this. I've been very appreciative of him being so supportive of the podcast, but we're going to disagree on this one. So when it comes down to it, I would not rely on a swinger to have my back versus someone who is in a good marriage. There is a not very good mental health element of being a swinger and they lack of values. Number one, them not being honest with themselves and acknowledging the variables that put them in that position. And I said, that's more of a statement. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. let you speak to that. But I, I just got to say, look, we all we all have our different, I guess, morals and values. Um, and I'm, I'm of the humble camp. If it's not hurting anybody and everybody's consenting in this whole deal, I'm good with it. Like I, I know a story of a friend 
who trying to salvage a relationship told her husband, sure, I'll be a swinger thinking it would help kind of save it, but it was just an excuse for him to fuck chicks and she wasn't into it. What you guys are different. What you guys are doing sounds much different than that. So, you know, I don't like to paint all things with a broad brush. I think plenty of people are perfectly happy doing what you guys do for a lot of us. That would not work, but you know what? It's not, it's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting anything. I think when we get too involved with people's bedroom antics, um, then I, I think it's a little fucked up. And I think, yeah, it's weird. Like who cares what we all do in our bedroom? You know, and, and I'll say with the swinger community, look, there, there are some uh, elements of certain movements where it's just like, dude, why, why are we doing this? Like, we don't really need drag queens uh, reading at schools. That's yeah. fucking weird. It um, is weird. Yeah, I mean, have a parade, I suppose, but there's some weird shit that goes on in those parades. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the swingers. You guys kind of keep to yourself, so you don't really, uh, you don't really blast out what you do in your bedroom to everybody else. Yeah, that I we seen. don't. No, it's no one's business. And I mean, to kind of touch on that guy's comment, and that's what a weird comment. Because at the same time, like if he feels that way about someone with a swinger who's lying to himself about having a mental, um, you know, I guess a personality challenge or whatever the fuck he said. What does he feel about gay people? Does he feel like a gay person wouldn't have his back? You know, that's just kind of a fucked up statement. But hey, if it's if that's his view, then that's his view. You know, I'm sure my buddies at work that know I'm a swinger would trust me to have their back more than any of the other officers that we work with. You know, you know, and I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about policing for a second here, shall we? Uh, Shall we? I brought up on a podcast with a, a a good friend of mine a long time ago, not too long ago, but uh, we were talking about you know people that were cheating, and I I have a big problem with fucking cheaters, and I would I would question their morals a little bit, and if I if I was on a call with a dude that I knew cheated, I would I would question their integrity on calls, like I that would be something I would have to keep an eye on because I already know their integrity is kind of fucked. And now sometimes it, it, most of the times there wasn't an issue on calls, but it was something that I would have to think about because this guy has already shown to me he makes bad decisions. And okay. there was some pushback. There was some pushback on that from uh, the guest because she was like, no, that's bullshit. Like, you know, who cares what people do on their own off time? I think cheating, you know, I, I think it's a character flaw right now. The gay thing. I worked on an apartment where we had a fuckload of gay officers. Some mm-hmm. I had no fucking idea they were gay. And to be honest with you, that I can think of that were on the road with me, none of them were a liability. All of them were no. fine. None of them, you know, it's it's like anything. Like somebody asked on the podcast, last podcast, like, how do I stand out as a female officer? And my 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 response to that was, don't make your whole personality about being a female officer. And yeah. That's, I think, the thing I appreciate about good cops. Like, there were gay cops, and they just, like, okay, they were gay, but they they didn't hide it, but they also didn't, like, shove it in your face like we see with some things, right? I'm sure there were swingers I worked with, but I didn't know because they didn't make what they did on their own time with their fucking genitalia 
a part of their personality. So yeah. it's a there's a time and place for everything, and work is yeah. not it. That's kind of going back to I, I figured someone, and I, it might be in the questions, but I'm willing to bet someone's going to bring up that one police department in Tennessee with that chick that those other officers and fucking each other and getting in trouble and getting fired. Oh, I, um, don't, I don't think anybody actually did. I I guess my interpretation of that wasn't really of a, a swinging thing. I mean, I guess there was some. I know there's who knows what's actually true in the articles about that. I know there was somewhere I read, I thought that they were swinging, but like the husband didn't know they were swinging, you know, like that's, that's to me a little, little different. I mean, here's the thing you're you're fucking doing at work. That's the problem. problem. That was, that's the main problem. Like anything else about that story is their business, right? The fact that you're doing it on duty though, like, come on, you got what you asked for. Yeah, and, and I would also say like with coworkers, I, I think when you mingle with people outside of work and things get spicy, then you're you can maybe get drugged in by the department a little bit, depending on what it is. I mean I, I think it's pretty safe to assume if you found out there were swingers on your department, you probably wouldn't fucking touch that, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. Now, kinda I said I was gonna touch on this story a little bit, a little couple minutes back. Um, one of my friends at work is, is him and his wife are kind of dipping their toes in. Um, they've been to a few parties with us, uh, a, a club and we're not doing anything with them or haven't. I mean, I, I don't think that will happen, but, um, at the same time, like I'm letting them, like, I'm not interjecting anything in our life onto them you know what i mean this wasn't he came to me with the questions and i told him honestly the 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 pros and cons about it the the truths and 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 false uh, falses if you will i don't know what the fuck um but basically my main advice to him was if you're trying to fix your marriage swinging is not the answer and a lot of people decide they want to try it when their marriage is going downhill and I've seen it be successful for some people, but for most, it is just bad, bad news. Yeah, I got to think if that's like the last ditch effort to try and save things that you're yeah. going the wrong direction. Yep. Wrong, wrong direction. All right. Well, that was fun. Let's see what else Instagram has for us. I actually took a screenshot of one because it was a longer question. Let me pull that one up. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is another friend of the podcast. Okay, so actually, uh, I think we kind of answered this, but does the swinger cop keep his swinging confined to... Okay, so he's asking, do you confine uh, your swinging to police, firefighters, dispatchers, records, and corrections, or do you stray into the non-first responder and second responder occupations? So I, I think basically what he's asking is like, do you stay within first responder circles or are you swinging with people that have nothing to do with policing? No, the majority of them have nothing, nothing to do with it. Like I, I said, there is a lot of cops. I'm friends with a lot of them, um, but there's more, I guess, civilians in that in that world. I mean, by by far more civilians. So, no, it's not just narrowed down to other cops or firefighters or whatever. I feel like this is, we've kind of asked this a little bit 
or, or maybe we've answered it. That would be a better way to say it. We, you've answered some of this a little bit, but maybe there's a little more you can dive into. Uh, the question is, is there swinger etiquette? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, shall I touch on that? Oh, yeah. touch. Don't okay. touch me, but touch on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So basically, I mean, just like anything, I mean, you would treat your your swinger etiquette would be just like uh, uh, I guess you they we call them vanillas or I don't a lot of people call them vanilla people normal people right <laughs> when they're getting ready to, when they're getting ready to go on a date or whatever you know what I mean they're not going to go on the date and sit down and start having dinner and then first question is like so when are we fucking you know what I mean you got to have yeah. some tact there's some tact you got to be you got to get to know the people um, and sometimes you don't like there's events that are straight up come here to fuck. That is not our thing. We do not go to those events. But Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Bring your strap on. Exactly. Let's fuck. Yep. No, there's 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 that. Um, <clears throat> I know the 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 first guest on the, the Argus LS episode one um, had mentioned um you know, there's the unicorns and the single dudes and single dudes kind of are, they're not ousted, I guess, but um, they're not welcomed as much as obviously single women and other couples. Um, so for a single guy, like I was a single guy with her, but I never was in like this big, I never was going to these events and parties as a single guy. I was already married at that point. Um so I do see and hear that there is some some tact you have to have as a single dude trying to explore the the waters of this lifestyle. Um, like, don't be a dick. Be respectful. Don't be trying to text some dude's wife on the side, trying to meet her up on the side. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like, and obviously I'm not part of it, but the single guy part of that is is kind of weird. And I, I suppose that there are some couples looking for that that are into that. But sure. As a single, uh, again, you you said this. You know, you're not one to kink shame. Kink shame. I, I'm gonna kink shame a shame a little bit. Okay. As a single dude, I I just find that very very odd to be going after couples, than just like finding a chick. I I don't know why. I just find that very odd. Well, and and you know what? That's that's normal for people to find that odd. I mean, look at porn. You know what I mean? There's some fucking weird porn out there. Yeah. And I would be willing to say that 99% of people do not want other people knowing what kind of porn they watch because it's fucking weird. Right. Like up and like you said, up until being a swinger is like being a public swinger is like telling the world what kind of porn you like. Pretty much. I mean, in a way, but at the same time, you know, there's like you can break out. There's like people that like BDSM, which I think BDSM is fucking weird, but I don't keep shame. That's just me. Like, um, you know, it's, what I think is weird might be someone's fucking favorite thing to do and vice versa. So I guess I just don't look at it like that. I'll tell you this, though. Um, <clears throat> when I was a I went to the club one time with my wife when I was her side piece and they went as a couple and I came in as a single dude and we, I was looking at the prices, right? They were members there. So they got in for like their $50 cover fee or whatever. Um, 
And then I looked at the price for single women. It was like 20 bucks to get in for a single woman. I had to pay damn near $250 <laughs> to get they in fucking that fucking price club. you out. Oh, yeah. Keep, keep the crackheads out of there. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even fucking going after anybody in there. I already have my pussy right here. What the fuck? So, um, this you've kind of talked about this a little bit, but do couples make real friendships or is it a one and done thing? Which it sounds like for you, it's mostly real friendships. Have you had the one and done? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We prefer friendships, but, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be friends with them. You just want to fuck them. And that's okay. Like, whatever. Is that... is and I, I know you can't speak for all swingers. Is that generally the consensus is people want to find like people they feel comfortable with? Are there people out there that kind of want to, for lack of a better term, sleep around? Oh yeah. I would say most of the people want to be friends. And like I said, some of the best friends we've made have been in a lifestyle. We hardly have any normal friends. You know what I mean? So it's, we don't go out. Like I said, we don't go out every weekend and do this, but um, you know, we'll go do something once a month, at least once every other month. And they're just great people. Fun, nice. They don't fucking try and push their their titties in your face if you don't want them want them to. If you do, you just ask them and they will. I'll tell you I have this funny story. We went to we went to Mexico um over the summer to this uh, it was an adult resort. It wasn't a swingers resort, but they like cater to swingers. Um, and it's like a topless resort. So all the chicks have their tits out and everyone's in the pool. It's, it's all yeah, inclusive brother. alcohol. So everyone's getting fucked up. And there was this really hot chick and I was, I probably had to be this drunk cause I would normally never do this, but I asked her, I was like, can I just lick your ass? And she just, <laughs> she just, she just leaned up on the bar and pulled her G string bikini to the side and I licked her ass. So the f- that's how you get pink eye, man. Do you want pink eye? Uh, cause that's how you get pink eye. Well, my eyes didn't touch her butthole, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that thing's been, brother. Okay. Uh, Is the upside down pineapple a real thing? Is that like a real sign? It is a real sign. I think it's a really silly sign, but it is. It's a thing. Um, And pineapples in general are just becoming just a major decorative piece for everyone. So it's not, it can't re- someone wearing a fucking pineapple jacket. You'd be like, Oh, they're a swinger. No, you would, should never assume that for one. Um, actually we went, we went to the range one day and I had just grabbed my, uh, my wife's backpack out of the closet to throw my ammo, my gloves. And I show up to the range and I walk over and I, it's a white backpack with green pineapples all over it. And I put it on the table and I go back and I grab my shotgun and my rifle and I come back and my sergeant's like, you know what all those pineapples mean, right? And I was like, no, what do they mean? He's like, that means that's like the international code for swingers. And I was like, really? I did not know that. Like, that is news to me. So it's it's pretty common knowledge, I would say, but I think it's weird. It is a little weird. You get, I yeah. mean, you guys, next swinger convention, you guys could. Should come up with something else. I I know there was a I can't really remember it, but Officer Daniels was doing a thing with a kid with Down syndrome and they had some company with pineapples or something. And I was like, that's fucking weird because that's a cop page. I know a bunch of cops are swingers. 
and the kid sell. Now I get it. it's an innocent thing. The kid wanted to sell pineapples or something, but it's like, yeah. oh boy, I know who's buying these. Um, yep. So a bunch of people ask this question in, in different ways, but are there like out in public besides the pineapple thing? I mean, I suppose that's a thing, but out in public, is there like telltale signs to tell somebody's a swinger? You know, like somebody mentioned, is there like a gaydar version of like a swing dar? Like, I'll tell you right now, I have terrible gaydar. I have fucking no idea who's gay around me. I, I fucking miss that one all the time. Yeah. But is there a swing dar? Is there a way to no, tell? Not, no, not really. I mean, I guess the other one that I know of is a black ring on your right ring finger, um, which is also what? weird. I, don't, I can't do it. Like, really? I, I have to have my ring, my real ring on my ring finger. I can't have anything on my right hand. It's just fucking weird. Like, I, but yeah, it's a thing. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Uh, that's on the opposite hand. Okay. Cause I know a lot of guy, a lot of cops will do like the silicone yeah. rings or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I never got weird about that on duty. Uh, I gotta be honest. Sometimes I couldn't wear the wedding wedding ring. Cause I got fat and my fucking fingers would swell. And mm -hmm. then sometimes I get skinny. I gotta be on one time I almost fucking dropped that thing out of a car because I was I'm like I have fucking like ADD or something. I'd be like playing with it and it fucking dropped out while I was driving. Thank God oh, I dude, found yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I so I don't I don't wear it most of the time, which probably would freak out my wife if I wasn't a fucking hideous beast. Um <laughs> that wears crocs everywhere. I'm not really picking up a lot of chicks and like camouflage crocs. But <laughs> it's a story for another day. Is there lots of crocs? Do people wear a lot of crocs? At the swinging events? Um, I don't know. I guess it just depends on what kind of event you go to. I'll tell you, one event, um, that's like the biggest one. If there's one event we go to every year, um, there's a big river that flows through the state. And um, in, the, in our state, it's not illegal to be topless. I mean, unless someone gets offended, really, there's no issue. So you'll have like a horde of like 400, 500 swingers that take over this campground. And it's just titties out all day long. And then everyone will go float the river and the local sheriff's department will be, I don't know, a mile down when the water gets really shallow. And they're, they're, uh, I guess they're, if I remember right, their reasoning for being there was to make sure we weren't drinking jello shot plastic, little plastic jello shots and throwing them in the water. Mm. Um, but back at the Sounds like a terrible assignment. Oh yeah, I, you know. Oh no, the floating titties are coming after me. <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. no. Yeah, and then back at the campground, like when the fucking the giant big party's going on, they'll come and and do I don't know security checks, quote unquote security checks. I'm always all really fucking drunk, so I'll I don't even talk to them, but I know where they're there. But yeah, a lot of people wear Crocs out there, but a lot of the times these events are upscale, so. It's a lot of ladies in heels and people wearing nicer clothes. Ooh, yeah, I could. I wouldn't fit into that. Um, so, is there like a is there like an age range for swingers? I mean, um, is it kind of does it run the gantlet? Gauntlet, wrong word. Gauntlet. I don't know what a gantlet is. Um, does it run the gauntlet? I mean, or is it kind of like people maybe? past having young kids or because i just imagine a lot of swingers being older like 40 old 50 fuck. 60 yeah yeah a lot of them are a lot of them are old um i would say and i mean in our group uh, most of them are in their <clears throat> 30s and 40s 
um, there's hardly any in their twenties. I mean, and that's not to say, I mean, I know they're out there, um, but I guess, I, I don't know, maybe the maturity level that is required to not want to kill somebody fucking your wife happens when you're a little bit older. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. know. Uh, the next question is, uh, I thought we were all swingers. So he's he's one of that, uh, you know, you're saying 20% of couples. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would be super curious. And I would never ask my friends because I feel like it would have just come in conversation. Like, I suspect a couple couples that I know that could be into it. But you just don't know. You just don't know. Could be anybody. Could be you. It is you. Could be. Uh, oh, the uh, Johnny Johnny fucking stash says uh, date night soon. So apparently he wants me to hook <laughs> you guys up. Let's um, do it. <laughs> does being a swinger count as time in service at your department? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've heard. I haven't. Okay, so that's that's the next one we want to hear. If somebody's on a department where you guys are all fucking each other, yeah. hit me up. Um, cause I forgive me if I've shared this story before, but I had a old my one of my first sergeants, he was saying the department he used to work for back in the day. This guy was a fucking old timer. He'd been around for a long fucking time and he retired when I I was lucky to have caught him at the very tail end of his career. Those are the best boss. ones. Yeah, he was fucking the shit, man. Never got out of the car. I remember him fucking <laughs> yeah. driving by. He was like, hey, are you okay? Cool. And he'd fucking leave, never get out of the car, just drive through lawns and shit. Um, fucking awesome, dude. I hope he's still around. But he was telling a story about he worked at a small department somewhere, and everybody was fucking everybody. And him and his wife were like, what the fuck is this shit? And they didn't get involved in it. I imagine that probably happens places still i think it would be a terrible idea but if somebody's involved in all that i won't dox you i swear i we would we would love to hear about that because that could be very uh interesting to say the least yeah very I, interesting i don't i don't i don't know i would not delve into that territory man now i've heard of there being departments near us that are like that i don't know how truthful it is but what what a what like tricky waters you're you're walking into doing that? Yeah, that seems you know it's you never want to dip your pin in the company ink, right? I I think no. that just kind of goes without saying. And yeah, you know, or asked, not. Yeah, I, and somebody <laughs> asked uh, a long time ago, yesterday, when I did the podcast with my good buddies about like the legacy of the podcast, and I said you know something something smart ass, but then I also said, you know, thoughtful policing and stuff. God, I hope anybody that gets into law enforcement or is in law enforcement and, you know, they hear the the thoughtful thing, but that's like thoughtful, like behind the badge type stuff, like not fucking fucking dispatchers, not, you know, dipping your pin in company ink. And sometimes that ink spills out a little bit. Like maybe you don't want to fuck people that are like involved with a department or whatever. I get it, man. We're all fucking horny and we want to fuck everybody. I, I understand that. I'm a human being too, but sometimes I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say the juice is, is not worth the squeeze. I would never say that. But you guys know that that could be a circumstance where you may not want to do such things. I'm just saying, yeah, unless I would say, I would say most of the time that juice is yeah. definitely not worth the squeeze. No. Okay. Uh, somebody asked, have you ever docked? 
No, I have not. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't. Have you seen it though live in your any of your 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 party in days? Anybody no. docking? No, never seen it. That's so, funny though. Is uh, I feel like in the swinging world, I'm just making an assumption. I have no fucking idea. Um. I feel like a lot of it is heterosexual. I, I just assume every chick is bi. That's mm-hmm. my assumption because like guys are hideous, disgusting creatures and, and chicks have fucking tits and ass and pussy and uh yes. it's nice. So yeah. is that kind of is that kind of the swinger world? Is it mostly hedro and like the chicks are kind of doing the chick things, or are there dudes that go both ways in that world? Well, like anything, there's gonna be all all different shades of people i would say the majority of people are heterosexual though um well the dudes at least there are a lot of bi women um you know and that's usually how everything gets started the women will start getting naked and making out and but you know like anything there's been times where we'll be in like our our little inner small circles and parties not getting started and i'll just pull my dick out and boom it starts but you could never get away with that in any other circumstance. Like pulling your no. dick out never no, works. Never no. works. And it usually ends up in a harassment lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm actually, I, that's actually the first time I've ever heard of that working is pulling the dick out. I mean, as, for me, for me, it works. Well, are you the guy? Are you, you know, I was joking about like you fucking, you know, you're there trying to do your thing and then fucking, you know, 12 foot hammer fucking pulls out and you're like, what the fuck is that shit? How am I supposed to compete? Are you 12 foot hammer? Are you the fucking guy that all the other guys are worried about? No, 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 not at all. I mean, I don't have a problem in that aspect, but, um, no issues there, but I'm not the 12 inch hammer, unfortunately, as much as we all want to be, but I also think, and I know there's women out there that like them fucking giant and shit, but I, I would I'm willing to bet that most women don't want a dong that fucking big. I gotta imagine it's gotta hurt. I don't know. Hold on one second. What do you think? She's shaking her head no. No. Okay. She's lying. She's fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about this? On the opposite end of the spectrum, like as a swinger, can you walk in there with like the two-inch hammer or is that just not going to work out for you? I mean, it works for some people. I don't so know. there's dudes I, I out think... there rocking like the micro peen, the meat bulb, <laughs> and still swinging. I guess so. I've, I mean, I've seen some pretty little ones out there. I'm not, you know, meat gazing, but it, um, it's out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have a follow up for that. Um, no. I guess di- personality. No, it's all about your personality. Personality and be confident and. Now, what do they always say? It's not the motion. It's not the size of the boat or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two dicks in the same room. Is that gay? No. Well, it depends on what they're doing. <laughs> if they're docking, it's certainly gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Saul, you're wrong on this, buddy. You, like Saul's usually right about a lot of things. Most things. In fact, this you may know, be the only time where like he's wrong. Like most times it's gay, but I think there's a lot of times, you know, like we brought up like, oh, you, you and your buddy bring it both bring chicks home and you're like you're in the same hotel room 
and you're banging on separate beds. He's like, nope, that's gay. Like, it's well, not. That is not gay. It's not gay, but and to me, it's not gay. But you know what? I'm not saying he's wrong. Oh, and I mean, am. He, does, he, he doesn't think pegging's gay. I don't think it's, it's gay either, but it's not my thing. And I don't you know, know how you can have such a rule. Two dicks, one room, but then you can be okay with pegging. Like, isn't, isn't the last episode you just posted have something about pegging on it, pegging cop or pegging police or something? I haven't listened oh, to legal, it. Yet, but... Oh, legal pegging. I <laughs> That actually, oddly enough, we didn't really discuss the act of pegging. It was uh, in reference to, I don't remember what it was in reference to, but we I laughed and I was like, oh, that's got to be what the fucking name of the podcast is. Um, we weren't directly talking about pegging. There's been a little too much pegging talk, to be honest with you, the last couple of podcasts. I'm getting a little uncomfortable with it. My yeah. butthole is starting to twitch a little bit. But good thing I've got that spider web of protection. Keep me safe. <laughs> um. Oh, this could get rotten. What is the kinkiest thing a swinger did for you? Uh, I don't know. That's hard. I chose That's air what she said. over what, what? Oh, she chose my dick over air. Just what? for like 30 minutes straight. I don't know how she didn't die, but it was great. It was glorious. You could have killed somebody. Could have. I mean, can't you breathe through your nose or did she have like a cold or something? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> did she have like the like the diver's nose plugs on or something? I mean, she can't breathe. <laughs> She's fine. She you did. know, what do they say? Uh, you're talking, you're breathing. If you're sucking, you're breathing. Mm-hmm. It's fine. 30 minutes though, man. That's impressive. I, it, it, it was It was quite a while. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast. Attention all law enforcement officers looking for a badge as flexible and resilient as you are? Discover Flex Shield by Ghost Patch. Our Flex Shields are not just generic badges, they're custom made flexible metallic emblems designed to replicate your actual badge. Perfect for outer carriers, they come with a durable Velcro backing, making them easy to attach and keep them secure. Looking for a distinguished wallet badge? Flex Shield fits the bill. Why choose Flex Shield? We offer unmatched quality at nearly half the price of our competitors, and we never charge for molder setup fees. Plus, we're the only ones offering true dual plating, a testament to our commitment to excellence. Proudly law enforcement owned and operated, we understand what it means to wear a badge. Start your custom order today at ghostpatchcustom.com. Flex Shield, the badge of the future. What's This is not something anybody wrote in, but what's the weirdest fucking thing you've seen in a club? Um, I don't know. There's also been a lot. Oh, I'll tell you one really fucking funny story. Um, this club, it's like the main swingers club. Everyone goes to around in, in the city. And, um, it's, uh, we were there one day and just a group of our friends and they have stripper poles for any of the ladies that want to get up there and show off their titties and shit. Um, there was a, you could clearly tell it was a guy, a trans guy. Um, and he was walking around with a fucking, what is those? His furry butt plugs, oh, like the ta- like the fox tails or the raccoon tails. And oh boy, I didn't see it. I I heard it, but I didn't see it. And we have a we have a uh, two friends. They're a couple. They're not lifestyle at all, but they hang out with the lifestyle people. Um, and they just like the vibe. It's a fun party environment, and everyone's cool and. 
and yeah, he happened to be walking by the stripper pole as the, the, the trans guy was swinging around on it. And I don't know if he just caught too much like centrifugal force or whatever, but that butt plug flew out and landed like on his shoes. He was completely (laughs) more. Yeah. I heard that there's, that was a heavy butt plug. It, it, I heard it over the loud boom of the music. Well, it's got a whole tail to it. You got, you got to imagine it has some weight to it. It's got some weight, but I never seen someone slide down a pole so fast, grab their butt plug, and dip out. Boy, that is, that's, see, that's too much. Like, if I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. And then I saw a fucking the tranny, but I'm out. I'm out. I would yeah. never go back to that place. That's too much well, for me. How much does that guy have to pay? Is there like an extra fee for the fucking tranny butt plug guy? You know what? I don't know. And I've always seen those jokes. It's like they want to be they're like, what? it's like, I don't I, I can't remember it. But when when they're a woman, they're a man, but they're identify as a woman and they still have to pay full price or whatever. Mm. I don't know. <clears throat> is there uh, is there a lot of trannies at the club or is that a pretty rare event no that's a very rare thing i'm you know what i'm just gonna leave that there because i have some thoughts but um (laughs) the next question is have you ever been to fantasy fest in key west which i'm apparently believing this guy's been to because i don't know what the fuck that is i've never even heard of it i've heard of like some of the big I better. I've heard of some of the big swinger events like in Florida and um, in Mexico and Jamaica, but never, never in the Key West. Um, this this question fucking cracks me up, and it, it could contain the name of, of this podcast. If a banging of the grapes scenario occurs, does the activity stop or is that normal? Banging of the grapes. Oh, like two balls hitting each other? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. If you don't, I don't know. It depends on how much your comfortability level is, but I've never, I've never banged my grapes against someone else, so I don't know. Have you ever been like kind of close? It. He's like Steve. That's that's me. Don't put it in there. <laughs> I mean, it's dark. No. At, you know, it's dark no. and. You slip it in the wrong hole or something that doesn't happen. No. Well, it rooms. I, if I ever did that, I would, I would put a stipulation. Hey, this has got to be a well lit room. I don't want any accidents to happen. Here. Yeah. What no a great friendly, reference. no friendly fire. Yeah. What did you say? I said, what a great reference. Banging of the grapes. It's fucking funny. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, See, I feel like for that scenario to happen, that's going to be a very intimate situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like something I've only seen done in porn, which I don't think I could be part of because that's just a little too close for comfort. Not that I've ever watched any pornographic material in my life because that would be immoral. Yeah. Well, that's that's I mean, I don't know. It depends on what your definition of intimate is. Like my definition of intimate is making love to my wife. You know what I mean? And I kind of agree with um, with the other the other guests you had on about sex being 
um, looked at as not as intimate with, with other people. And it's the same. I don't look at sex as I don't go off and make, you know, sweet, slow love to my friends that are girls. You know, you go out and you, you fuck the shit out of them and then you go <laughs> home, you go home and the next day, then you make love to your wife. Like that reminds me of a great tenacious D song. Um, you don't always have to fuck her hard. Um, I was more like, you know, like the DVDA situation. Oh, well, that would definitely DVDA would have to. You'd have to be banging grapes. That'd be too much. That's what I when I was saying intimate, I mean, like you're all very close together. Close. Yeah. No, because there's holes that are very close to each other. And if they were both being accessed at the same time, I feel like that would be inevitable. Yeah, it would be. But no, we've never done that. That's. That's not, I mean, again, I don't know. It depends on how fucking low your balls hang, I guess. I suppose people are going to like be Googling and like, you know, oh, doing yeah. measurements and stuff like, all right, well, yep. Am I, gonna forward, forward, I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, the last swinger question that's <laughs> on Instagram. I don't know if I have any more. They may came up they may come up. That's what she said. Uh, is what the worst thing is about the lifestyle? Um, the money. It's very expensive. Really? Yes. That that I mean that sounds like if, an activity you can do for free. That's if you're doing well, and and right, and and it is like the act is free, like, and that's why it's cool to have your own inner circle. Um, but to go to like these events, and you know, we like to travel. Um that cost money and they are not cheap events. You were talking, some of them are a couple hundred dollars to going to Mexico where you're paying a couple thousand dollars. That is, that is not the answer I suspected, but I, no, I guess I, it, could, it, I could see that. And I, I would, I would like to say that probably most swingers listening to this, if they are swingers probably agree with me if they're, if they're partiers, um, because you don't go to Mexico just to, find other people to fuck you go there to party you know what i mean you go there to have a badass time at this fancy uh resort on the beach with all-inclusive alcohol and the sun and the fucking of others is just extra and it's free so in that lifestyle i mean could you mention like you wrap it up or whatever but i god i would think people that are like pretty serious about that a would probably be snipped and maybe uh I don't know what the chick version of that. I guess getting the tubes tied. Tube I mean, is side. that very common in that lifestyle? Because I would say like that, that would, you know, I was talking about like the kids earlier and that would be a very fucking awkward thing if, uh, depending on your, your views on smorsions, um, you know, to have somebody else's kid like, oh, this is uh, my son, Bob. He is Steve's kid. But we're yeah. gonna, that God, that would be fucking horrendous. That's some weird holiday talk right there. That's, right. Yeah. That's something that, of course, we've never had to worry about. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. But I would say I, I think most of the people are either snipped or tube side or just wear condoms or on the birth control. I don't know. We don't ask. That's not. I don't know. That's also something you don't just like ask. Really? Because I hey. feel like that would be like a di- like maybe you guys like would go around with like 
you know, like you go to the party and you know, like usually, you know, you remember like the stereotypical like hi, my name is, and like yeah. maybe there would be like some symbols like hey, I'm snipped, hey, whatever, like hey, I have VD, <laughs> yeah. hey, I have crabs, just so you like know, because yeah, as like I've been with my wife for a long time, like half of my life, and I've uh, been able to make it through my life without any STDs, and I'd really like to keep it that way. And Absolutely. I, does that, I mean, does that shit happen in the lifestyle or are people not dirtbags about it? Honestly, people are not dirtbags about it. I'm sure it happens. And I'm sure when it does happen, people are embarrassed. And I'm, I would love to think that they're open to the people that they've slept with about if an issue arises. Um, but I know for like our, our like inner circle, we don't really ever talk about it because we all trust each other. But I do know like in our, in our group on like social media that we're all a part of um, people will go on there and it, they'll post their results. Hey, I got, I got tested today. Look at this. Boom. And they're not doing it to say, <laughs> Hey, look at me. I'm look at me. I'm clean. Come fuck me. They're looking at is like, Hey, let's promote um, normal or regular testing, you know? And I think that's great too. You know, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, we went through this weird time period where like you had to fucking show you were vaxxed or had a shot to get into <laughs> fucking to work for yeah. some people. Um, I'm surprised swingers clubs aren't like, hey, bring your fucking certificate that you don't have fucking crabs, you savages. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that's, that's not part of the ticketing process, you know? I'm surprised too, but I know and I've always seen like, you know, like meme or not meme but like pictures or stories of like these types of parties where you'll go and they'll hand out bracelets and like or like those like like i don't know you know event event bracelets the paper the sticky paper that is always hard to rip off after your event oh yeah yeah, and if yeah. It's, yeah if it's like a certain color like green we are a couple and we're open to fucking anything and yellow is i'm we're open to like soft swapping or you know I've never seen that, but I always thought that was pretty interesting. Could do the same thing with, with your results. Hey, I have a red tag on. It means I got AIDS. Like where's my AIDS people at? Oh my God. See that? Like I just shudder at that. You imagine oh, yeah. fucking going to the party and getting fucking AIDS. Holy Dude. shit. Yeah. I can't imagine. <clears throat> yeah. That, that whole like, not that I've ever really given that any serious thought, but that like two seconds of the podcast, I'm like, nope, never would do that shit. Yeah. That's fucking well, scary, I mean, man. It's the possibilities are always there, but at the same time, how look many how long Magic Johnson's made it? Dude. No, what were right? I was gonna say how, look how many look how many people go out there and, and fuck other people unprotected, like like normal normal like normies or whatever, single dudes and single chicks. I would say they're more likely to get STDs than swingers. Probably. You know, it's, I don't know that all of that is so foreign to me. Like I've been with my wife since I was a teenager, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and it's like crazy to think about dating these days, you know, and like, I don't know it, the world's so different. Right. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, that I lucked out. I know a lot of people, you know, have not been as fortunate to find somebody that they can be with. But holy shit, man, the dating scene these days and like everybody, I don't know, I saw some crazy stat where like how fucking prevalent STDs are these days. And I'm like, 
we're supposed to be an enlightened per- people and we're like going fucking backwards wrap yeah. shit up yeah like, like i said I, I don't know anyone personally in the lifestyle that's gotten an std from someone else in the lifestyle that's not to say it, does, it hasn't happened i'm sure no one wants to fucking put that out there but at the same time you know I would imagine it's more common with people who aren't in the lifestyle who are having one night stands every other night. All right. I actually lied. We have one more swinging question and it is perhaps the best one. (laughs) Do you prefer tire swings or playground swings? Personally, I like a tire swing. Very nostalgic. Tire swing or a playground? Oh, like a swing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Tires. Real ones. You know, in my childhood, I grew up in suburbia, so we didn't have tire swings. So I gotta go with the playground swing. That but hot I, plastic bullshit. That's all mm-hmm. I know, man. That's no. all I know. That's all I know. Um here's the thing. You could fucking I'm surprised that I didn't watch kids die on the playgrounds. Because those things, you know, now they have the kids have these fucking like whatever fucking foam bullshit to jump into. We're yeah. jumping into fucking gravel and we're getting oh, yeah. fucking air. And were there were kids okay. that could go backwards. You remember the kids that could go backwards off the swing? Like uh, there was some con- cartoon or something, underpants man or something. And they go yeah. backwards. Like, yeah, yep. there was some fucking, there was some daredevil shit going on on swings, playgrounds in the mid nineties. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, I know. And it's, it's crazy. I don't know how there wasn't, I mean, there probably was a fuck ton of injuries. We just didn't care to know about it back then. I remember being like five or six and roaming, you know, a mile or two away from my house. Like where the fuck were my parents? But at the time it was okay. You know, and oh, I would get dude. on this. I would get on those merry-go. I think they're merry-go-rounds. The things you can spin ultra fast, and you just hang on for dear life. And when you fly off, you're you're smacking your head, you're smacking your elbows, and yeah, dude. Yeah, I had a much different childhood than my kids are having, and I don't know if that makes like my era of parents. I guess millennials. Not that I would ever admit publicly that I'm a millennial, but unfortunately. Through the cookie crumbles. Same here. Myself an elder millennial, so I'm not really (laughs) fucking soft. But like my generation, and I don't know if it's just different because of like COVID and like you know social media and video games is like part of it too. Like kids, my kids are always hanging out with their friends, but it's play fucking video games together, or they're on fucking calls together or whatever. Like they're just hanging out in a different way. And like yeah, they'd still do like sleepovers and they call them fucking playdates now. Yeah, you know, you just fucking show up at your friend's house and hang out until you get kicked out. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's different. I don't know if that's our fault or their fault or. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, it, it's not, it's definitely not our fault. And I'm just going to, my kids are addicted to the tablets and cell phones too. Um, fortunately for me, they, they play sports and they're active and they make good grades. But um, at the same time, like there's nothing that besides being crazy like Hawkeye parents or whatever, or watching like a Hawk, you know, these kids need this technology for, for life right now in schools. They don't even have books anymore. It's all about the, they, they all are issued Chromebooks. You know what I mean? So they could be doing their classwork for five minutes and then get on and start fucking around with Fortnite or whatever they play. I don't know. It's weird. 
It is very Dude, weird. It it is it is so fucking weird. Um, hey, this is I. This always happens. Like it always runs late, and I think it's something we gotta say because I haven't even got to my dumb questions yet. But I don't know if this was gonna come up in a group podcast later. I don't think it was, but this was something we talked about a little while ago. Uh, in the in the the group of Toby's was, you know how they have like the apps where you can like watch your family and know where everybody is. Yeah, I'm not really for that. I, I don't know. I, to me, that's kind of like helicopter parenting, and, and there was some pushback where it's like, well, you know, God forbid something happens, at least you know where they are. Which, yeah, I do. Like, I'm not gonna deny I like that, but. I don't know. And this even comes from, you know, obviously having a law enforcement background, but the times that shit happens is so few and far between. Now, if you had a kid that was having some problems and you were like worried about, okay, that might be like, Hey, if you want a cell phone, I got, I got to know where you are. Um, but if my, to me, if my kids haven't given me a reason to not trust them, then I'm, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like spying on your kids. You know, it's like spying on your spouse. I don't really yeah. like that. Um, now, yeah, obviously, there's an emergency, and you're like, oh, you know, if you had that, you would know there's something wrong. And I, I think that's just like kind of playing to like the what if, like, who knows? But here's the other thing too: if there was an actual emergency, you could ping the phone. Hopefully, yeah, you know, yeah, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I, I see both sides, and I definitely see your side on that. Um, but I've also seen pinging phones go to shit like completely not work at all so yeah no there's that too there is that too i i think there's definitely there's you know it's one of those things where like i have an opinion on it but i'm not totally sold on it like i i don't judge people for that you know yeah yeah well fortunately for me my ex-wife is the hawkeye parent with my with my two little ones so i don't have to dive into their personal business she's doing that for the both of us <laughs> but even even then even when they did live with me I, I wasn't going through their phones i don't know if that makes me a bad parent like should i go through their phones because no no you know I, unless to me and i i could be wrong you guys may disagree with me unless there is a reason to be going through their phones i don't i wouldn't like i i and i i kids don't really Look at us being mature and having an adult conversation now. Um, kids don't really need, in my opinion, like they they don't deserve privacy. Like if I was going to talk like my dad and I agree with it, um, like I could go through their phones because it's I pay the fucking phone bills. They don't have a right to property because they're kids. It's my, yeah. you know, they're my kids. I, but I don't feel like at least with my kids, I need to do that. Now I could be fucking proven very wrong on that but i just i think in my opinion like that going through their shit like that to like protect them from themselves depending on your i think it just depends on the kid yeah i I think i think there could be a circumstance where like yeah maybe um i don't i don't feel the need with my kids at least right now but i don't know i that's just such a tough question, right? Because on one hand, you could be like, well, if 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 you were watching over them like a hawk and you could have seen this coming kind of thing. But I, I also think like I think part of growing up is learning how to be independent. 
and make good choices on your own while you have the resources in your house. Like I would like to think the relationship I have with my kids, if something was going on that they would come to me and like, Hey dad, this happened or this is going on. And then we could deal with it as a family. I, you know, I just, that's, that's like, that's perfect world. I think, I mean, I agree with yeah. you. I a hundred percent agree with you there. I mean, like shit when, you know, I'm sure when, you know, when I was a teenager, I'm sure when you were, my parents, they didn't have those tracking devices back then. And I was out doing the dumbest shit ever. And I learned from it. Um, <clears throat> so I agree. I, I think, I think kids should um, have somewhat of somewhat of a privacy to learn these things on their own. Like, I, like for example, I'm not trying to out my kid, but my ex was like, Hey, I found some, some shit on your kid's phone and this is what it was and yada, yada, yada. And, and I'm just like, fortunately for us like with with her age it's normal for those kids to be looking at you know they're going through puberty it's it's normal for them to be looking at weird shit on their phone they're trying to figure it out they're trying to learn what other option do they have they can't go to the fucking library and pull the sex ed books anymore because that shit's not even taught in school you know so i don't know it's a slippery slope for sure it is yeah I, i think there's to me, that's one of those conversations that it's there's a lot of nuance to it, and it's not black and white. Yeah. Look at look at us. All right, you ready for the you ready for the dumb dumb questions? Let's do it. Okay. Um. First and foremost, as always, a big fuck you to Saul, who's wrong about a lot of things, including fishing. <laughs> do you like to go fishing? I do. It's it's not often, but I do enjoy it. Do you enjoy swinging or fishing more? Swinging. I mean, it makes sense. There's yeah, certain activity involved. If you go fishing, is there a certain fish you go after or just whatever's in the fucking water? Just whatever's in the water. I'm not picky. Is that how you are when picking your partners? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. No, no, no. Big no. ones, little like ones, I said, I, tall ones, short I ones, do- fat ones. I do have some standards. Actually, I prefer them a little bit older than myself. Not like grandma age, but let's like the milf Cougar. milf age. Yeah, milf age, like Stifler's mom age kind of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, my wife's ten years older than me. I kind of figured she was a little bit older than you, based on how how this conversation started. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be a two part question. Would you do it all over again? I usually gear that towards law enforcement, which I'm going to ask first, and then I'm going to obviously ask about swinging. So, would you uh, have become a cop, or hindsight being 2020, do you wish you would have done something else? Um, honestly, I wish I, I, and I'm not that guy that that's wanted to be a cop since he was a little kid. As a matter of fact, I fucking hated about around being being around cops. I got in trouble by police so much when I was a teenager. Uh, luckily, nothing on my record and no arrests, but. Um, you know, after joining the army and growing up and I just gave it a shot, I gave it a try and it's, it's been my favorite job I've ever had, honestly. Um, so I wish I would have been able to be mature enough to make that decision as, you know, a 21 year old, because who knows where I'd be at right now. Yeah. But you know, when you're a fucking kid, you don't know. No, you don't. Swinging. Do you are you happy that you made that decision to dip into that lifestyle, or do you wish you had a monogamous relationship? Yeah, definitely happy about it. 
I also say though, um, if my wife just decided to say, Hey, we're not fucking doing that shit anymore. Cool. Like I love my marriage more than anything. You know what I mean? And there's nothing that my wife can't give me that another, another woman can, if that makes sense. Or did I say that right? Like there's no other woman. There's no, nothing that, that another woman yeah. can give me that my wife doesn't do already. And I'm going to go ahead and make a point and hopefully some of the other swinger people listening agrees with me. Um, there's nothing like fucking your own wife, honestly, like sex with other women. It's a lot of fun, but there's nothing like your own wife's vagina at home. I feel like that could be like a, a Hallmark commercial or something, you know? Definitely. I agree. It should be a Hallmark card <laughs> fucking chicks is a lot of fun but that pussy you have at home is so much more warm like a <laughs> like a, a warm fire on a cold day exactly yeah. uh retirement do you have any big plans when you retire what you'd like to do no my policing career kind of just started honestly um I was like I said, I was in the army for a while. I tried to do those odd jobs for a year and a half after the military. And then I became an, an officer. Um, so I'm just starting to spread my wings here. So I'm not even looking at retirement, but I will say as soon as I can retire, I'm retiring. So no plans, probably just travel, swing and travel. Shit. I don't even know if we'll be doing that then. It's not like I a think- long not a long-term thing for us. I mean, I don't know. It could be a long-term thing for us, but we just take, we're, we're day by day people. I feel like that happens in old folks homes. Swinging. I think it does. I think the fucking old people are horny. That's a weird thought, but not a weird, I mean, it's a valid thought. Just a, no, it's a disturbing. Yeah. I don't like it very much. Um, so you are a new guy. I like to ask people rookie mistakes. What is the stupidest thing you've ever done? Um, honestly, uh, there's, I'm, there's been a lot. Um, I will say, I don't know. I lost a case. I went to trial one time and I lost and, and I'm going to go ahead and say like, the, the lawyer that this guy hired was phenomenal. The dude was badass, did his job great. He didn't trip me up, but he pissed the, he pissed my partner off bad. Um, but he pretty much convinced a jury, a jury panel that those pants weren't his quote unquote. Oh no. And he, and he won. And I, I even found the meth on him in the jail. That's what I got him to jail. He had a warrant. He hid his meth in um, a COVID mask. And I was like, what is this? He was like, that's not mine. These aren't even my pants. I'm homeless. I found them. And sure enough, he convinced a a jury panel that those weren't his pants. So I don't know where exactly in this incident or this case that I could have where my rookie mistake was. But they made a big, huge deal about me not putting shit in an evidence bag or a paper bag. I just put everything on my fucking floorboard in my car. Well, my partner did. Because when I pulled all the shit out of his pants, it was a... There's a couple coins, a COVID mask, and a cell phone charger, and a broken cell phone. 
handed it off to my partner. He put it on my floorboard. And then I went through his, you know, I was taken into jail. So he, I asked him to unlock his, his suitcase. And of course it was very methy, tons of knickknacks and all random sorts of shit and other people's mail. And everything about this screamed, this guy was on meth. And, and I know his rap sheet and he's very much on meth. And, but the jury didn't get to know that information until after they found him not guilty. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you got well, I don't know, we always put, like, personal property into, like, a bag, even before, and we go through it more at the jail or whatever when we inventoried it, but, yeah, always, I agree. always bagging and, and stuff up is good. I should have done that. It's not in our policy, actually, and we brought that up. It was like, hey, that's not in our policy, but at the same time, it would have been smart to do, but what would the bag have anything to do with it? Like, you can clearly see on my body cam, me pulling out his COVID mask out of his pocket, like, I don't it know. just it helps with chain of custody and stuff. Yeah, but it, I don't know it. It is what it is. But you live and learn and learn different things, right? Like you may yep. start putting in your report. These pants perfectly fit him. You know. Um, oh yeah. What are the chances of him finding another pair of thirty two, thirty fours? You know. So you being a new guy, I'm going to still ask you this question. Um what is something like if you had something to say to like the new guys getting onto the job, like what piece of advice would you give them? What lesson would you like to pass on to the new guys? Um, build your own personality. If that makes sense. Like you're not your FTOs personality, have your own, be your own person, be a human, be normal, be uh, empathetic. Don't like be a pussy, but you know what I mean? You, you don't have oh, to yeah. go on scene. You don't have to go on scene and try and, wreck someone's fucking day just because you can you know i like that i like that a lot you know i was just thinking you know a lot of a lot of departments have like diverse people on their department obviously right and yeah. some of that is like a, a language issue right um you know and I, i've heard the argument made well like you know we need to make sure we have gay officers so gay people feel like they can have somebody to talk to if they're a victim of crime which i'm like i don't really buy into that a whole lot but okay sure um but uh gay trans or not gay translator um swinger translation like if there's like a, a swinger call you could be like the the swinger liaison because like you get it you know what they're going <laughs> yeah i've actually had a call that i responded to as a domestic and their fight happened because of the swinger incident no shit did you like yeah. reveal yourself on that call or you're like no i'm gonna keep oh, going no, up my no. cards here no, not at all. As a matter of fact, I made a joke about it with my wife afterwards. It was really funny. But, I mean, it wasn't funny for them. But it was a couple. They <clears throat> were at a bar, a, lo a local bar. And I guess they were – the dude was interested in trying it out. The chick was not about that life, whatever. And they were young. So, again, I guess that kind of goes to show it's if you're going to do it, you have to have some trust, some um, – awareness that you might be jealous and also a little bit of maturity. Um, I guess they had, were hanging out with two other couples that were already kind of maybe intermingling. I don't know the whole story, mm. but I was told from the female that they started fighting because the dude just kept the boyfriend or the husband just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to try and get her to do it. And she was not about it. And that's the grossest thing ever. She cannot believe people do that. That's fucking weird. I just was chuckling on the inside, but. Um, 
All right. I'm going to have to ask this two ways, too. So normally I, I ask people the most embarrassing moment of their life overall, like any part of their life. So we're going to ask that first. But I'm obviously going to ask if something's ever embarrassing happened during a, a swinging incident. So let's um, start with most embarrassing moment of your life. Well, I don't know. Uh, That's a big question. It is a big question. I, I don't really have one. I, I don't get embarrassed very easy. Um, Obviously not. It, yeah, I, I don't take shit too serious. Um, I, here, I'll tell you, a, and it's maybe not the most embarrassing thing in my life because not too many people know about it, but my wife sure as hell knows about it, and it was still embarrassing even for me to her. And I remember the last question you ask on some of your podcasts is, have you ever shit your pants? Oh, yeah, and we're coming there. Are we I getting have there early? Shit. Yeah, we're getting there early. Um, I have, and I was not awake when I did it. Um, I'd spent, we were visiting up, we were visiting up North in a state that is very popular with beer and cheese. Okay. Were you drinking any, um, oh, what's the fucking beer they have there? Mad cow. Or that's, yeah, that's the right state. You ever had mad cow? I don't know. Maybe I had a fuck ton of beer that day. A lot. Um, and I went to bed. (laughs) Yeah, I went to bed that night and we were staying in her, her dad's like, like hunting land property, whatever. I don't know. And the whole family was there. And obviously we had our own room and, um, I woke up and there was this little, you know, her little niece or my little niece, I guess, was standing over top of me, just staring at me while I was sleeping, like a little weirdo. And all she said to me was like, it stinks. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then ran, ran out of the room and i was like it does fucking sing whatever and so i get up and i'm wearing like some boxer briefs and my wife's like what does that smell and i'm like i don't know and i went to go fucking adjust my balls in my underwear and i put my i just put my oh. hand oh. right in there, like <laughs> I shit, but it, I shit but it didn't even leave my butt cheeks it was just like just stuck there I was mortified, dude. It was very embarrassing for me because the room stunk, the bed stunk. I had to figure out a way to to fucking clear the air and the the smell without being obvious that I just shit my pants while I was sleeping. I successfully did it, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that was embarrassing. And I'd been with my wife for years at that point. That's pretty good. Um, Yeah. Related, but unrelated. So... I got a little one at home and we're going through the whole like potty training thing right now. And it's, it's been a pain in the ass with him. He has good days and bad days. Well, today I'm watching a fucking ball game. He comes up and I think he said like his poop was spilling out or something, which is automatically, Oh, this is going to be bad. I'm like, all right, let's fucking change your diaper. So I'm trying to watch the game and I look, I look down and I'm like, you know, kind of lifting him up so I can, clean his ass and I fucking lift him up and under him on the fucking carpet, which I know people are like, why aren't you doing it on a pad? I didn't think, I don't know. I was Nobody, being lazy. All right. Who does, Nobody who actually does it on does a pad. It on a pad. No. Okay. Thank you. I, I was being lazy. I didn't care. I, I don't know. I just, whatever. And I fucking lift up and there is just shit up his back and on the fucking carpet. Oh, and not man. just like a little bit of shit, a ton of shit. I use like 30 wipes to clean this kid off. 
And I was like, hey, honey, he's going to need bath tonight. <laughs> Pass that oh, shit yeah. off to you. But I had to fucking like get a wet vac out to fucking clean the shit off the floor. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking bad, dude. It was I'm going to say, man, I'm, I miss those days. I mean, those days they they suck while you're doing it, but when they're gone, you're like, man, I I would go back and clean a shitty ass diaper right now if I could. Yeah, and like you know, like he's he's fun, like he's a, like the fun age, right? Where they're starting to figure things out and they don't fucking hate you yet and don't talk back. It's it's fun. I mean, he's a funny kid. Like he's a fucking funny kid that he came up to me and is well, my poop's leaking out or whatever. I mean, that was kind of funny <laughs> in itself. Yeah. So, uh, okay. We're on to dildo stories, which let's keep it work related. All right. I don't need to know about whatever happens in those fucking weird Coke filled pegging butt plug clubs. Yeah. Get a work dildo story. Um, yeah, actually. Um, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have the same exact story. Pull someone over on a traffic stop and you end up getting some PC to search and, you go in through their bag, you notice a bunch of candy, a couple coloring books, and you're like, okay, we're getting warmer here. And then you see a bunch of dildos. And uh, you're like, wow, okay, well, then your next question is just, where's the meth? Because you know it's in there somewhere. Um, so, yeah, we've had I've had one of those. Um, we've had a call where it wasn't my call, but this guy was, um, I don't know if he was doing whippets or, or what, he was in a parking lot masturbating and he was sniffing some shit or huffing some stuff and passed out. And when we were on scene, dude had like giant dildos in his backseat. Went in Rome. Yeah. Do you got a uh, good dead guy call? Um, no, not really. They're all kind of just the same. Um, you show up, they're dead. Just- <laughs> check around i mean of course some of them are bloated some of them are mush already it just depends nothing good oh actually you know what i got a good one uh, okay and this is kind of sad and I, this one pissed me off and it was the the funeral home that pissed me off we get to the we get to the the dead lady and she she took a nap and and just didn't wake up which is and, uh, probably the best way to go for being it's the, it's the best way to go but she was sitting upright and her her hand was holding her cheek like her, her fist was holding her cheek up. So she was stuck like that. And um, the funniest thing about that was she was wearing a, a shirt that said naps are life. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fucking dark humor there. I like that shit. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know, she died. Nat- <laughs> she died naturally. JP came and was like, Hey, she's good to go. Let the funeral home in. So a funeral guy comes in and we're trying to like, I always assist with them moving because it's usually just one guy that shows up. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to, to get her like seated, uh, rigged body onto the, the, the stretcher. And like my partner and I are trying to like maneuver her around and he's like, just move. I got this. And he reaches down and he grabs her like PJ pants waistband and just yanks her, yanks her off the couch onto the gurney. And when he did that, that waft of PJ oh. pants and I was standing above, I was standing at her head, that waft of PJ pants. It was dead pussy just right oh. to my face. I immediately, I immediately walked out the door and threw up. I don't have a very good um, oh. 
bad smells will get me. Oh. And what pissed me off the most about that was how that guy treated that dead lady. Like he's lucky there was no family members there because he would have been like kicked through a wall. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's uh, that's almost like wasn't there some fucking charge for mutilating a corpse? I mean, abuse I of a corpse or something. Abuse I don't... Of a corpse or something. Yeah. Yeah, pissed me off. I was not happy with that guy. That was the worst description ever on the podcast, by the way. Um, Good. Bleh. Uh, yeah. Can you just imagine that smell, though? Shut the fuck up, man. I was having a good time before this. Uh, what's the proudest moment of your career? Um, saving someone's life, lifesaver award. Let's hear about it. Um, we had, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. I didn't like jump into a fucking rushing water and save a baby out of a car. Um, but we had this call, um, in, in our, in our dispatch, when, when overdose calls are, are put out, it's only EMS and fire that get dispatched to it. It's never, it's never law enforcement, which I think is weird. I think law enforcement should go to every overdose call, but, um, I happened to be right around the corner from the shitty hotel that it was at. And when I, so I, I make my own call and show up at it and I'm the first one there. EMS didn't even show up until like 10 minutes after. Um, <clears throat> so I'm reading the description of the call, what the guy's doing. He's blue. He's not breathing good. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna grab some Narcan. And I went to the room. Uh, first thing I did, I asked the, his girlfriend, what'd he take? She just, I don't know. So I just shoved that shit up his nose and and sprayed him, and it took about five minutes for it to kick in. I thought it, I, I was like, well, it's not heroin or or fentanyl because he'd be awake right now. But I never used it on somebody, so I didn't know how long it takes to kick in. And uh, yeah, he ended up waking up, but he was dark blue. Like I, I thought he was dead already. He was drooling. He wasn't responsive. Um, gave him some Narcan, and he woke up. And he wasn't a dick either. I was expecting him to be an asshole. Well done. <laughs> oh, and it was fentanyl. It was actually, it was fentanyl laced meth. So yeah, meth is meth is the big problem around us. I don't know. It's maybe our geographic location in Mexico, possibly. Yeah, I I think meth for most places meth is like meth is the problem, and it's, yeah. You know, now you got to worry about fentanyl with it. And it's a weird thing, but like I've seen like a lot of things on Instagram's a fucking weird thing these days, like reels, which I, I always tell myself, stop watching reels. It's not good for you. It's bad yeah. for your brain. Uh, but I keep doing it. And between like the deaths, like I, I don't know why every fucking fifth one is a fucking death these days. Um oh, like, I've seen and a, like a gruesome one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's bad. I've gotten memes taken down for like insane like petty shit and they're showing fucking people fucking there was the one where the guy falls or something and his fucking ass goes through like a a, a bollard or something. I don't know. It's fucking oh my weird. God. Yeah, it's bad. So the you see these ones where like it's showing like a picture of a kid or something, like a young teenager saying like Oh, you know, I wish they hadn't been given fentanyl by their drug dealer or whatever. And like a lot of young people are fucking dying of this shit. And I don't know, I don't feel yeah. like it's talked about nearly enough, but like it's this 
Fentanyl is a bad fucking deal, man. It's it's not good. It's a bad deal. I know um, when I ended up on that call specifically, um, neither of them would fess up to whose who's bag of meth it was. So I charged them both, um, not knowing. And that's what I love about being a cop. Like, they don't teach you everything in the academy, and you don't learn everything on FTO. Oh, like it, that, that it, you can't it, charge them if it's an overdose call? Yeah, whoever calls is pretty much got some amnesty. I forgot yep. what the actual what the actual bill is but or the whatever um so she was good but i still charged him for it you know yeah i colorado was set up that way too where and i, I guess i i understand the intent and so they're like they're not afraid to call and get life-saving measures because they don't want to get yeah. in trouble or whatever yeah. i understand the intent but it's still kind of <laughs> fucked up yeah. uh to switch gears a little bit Good sir, in your humble opinion, what is the greatest patrol car of all time? Oh, the Crown Vic. That was my first car. I, I was the last officer issued a Crown Vic. Badass. That's what I like yeah. to hear. Uh, um, Heat, no heater, no AC. It was awesome. Hey, that's not true. It worked perfectly. <laughs> it worked perfectly. You loved it. You had a good time. You enjoyed yep. every single moment in it. Um, yep. Okay, so we, we've gotten to... We know you've shit your pants, so we know automatically you're not a liar. You have a lot of credibility with us. Uh, but I do have a couple more pooping-related questions. Okay. I think we've kind of settled this one, but maybe there's something else out there. So do you, I assume you carry a weapon off-duty. Yes. If you have to take a shit in public, what do you do with the gun? I put it on the toilet paper holder. Interesting. All right. You're the first one to say that. Where else um, would you put it? Well, the answers we've gotten thus far is you take it out and put it like basically on your underwear. Okay. Which I guess makes sense. It's kind of gross to me, but okay. I see um, that. What I do is I, I would personally, and I still do it if I carry, is I will put my like the flap of my underwear or my boxers over the gun kind of like pull it up over it so the gun's still in the holster and it's kind of covered so if somebody for some reason's peeking they're just they're not going to see it okay i can see that too <laughs> yeah all right uh i would be afraid of leaving it if i took it out well I, i've and, left and... i've left tasers places allegedly so really Oh, oh and thank God it was at the department. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that yeah. that happened. No, yeah, I, I, I usually I'll, I'll pull out like whatever's in my pocket. Well, cell phone. If I'm not on it while I'm shitting, then who doesn't shit without their cell phone? But well, I, can't I mean, I, I get up. I mean, you wipe your ass, you get up, you fix your belt. And the, I don't know when, when you're on duty, after, at least for me, when I'm on duty, I'm just very, very aware of things. For the most part, and that's not to say it won't happen, but off duty, that's a different story. The next question is how do you wipe your ass? Like front now, to back or back to front? Well, I'm not so interested in that. I know there's some debate on that. Uh, I've learned that some people stand to wipe their ass. Okay. Do you uh, do that or are you a sitter? I'm a sitter. Okay. I am a sitter, but I also have, and I'm I'm going to advocate for this. I don't know what the brand is, but if you don't have a bidet, 
<laughs> I highly recommend it. Uh, I actually, a guy sent me, a, a loyal, loyal fan of this podcast sent me a bidet in the mail for Christmas. I haven't hooked it up yet. I haven't been brave enough to uh, to dip my toes or to dip my ass into that. Dude, um, what are you waiting for? I don't I'm scared to change, man. I'm scared <laughs> to change. It's going to change your life is what it is. It might. It might. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people that have gotten bidets have told me it's life-changing. It is. On that note, good sir, do you have any imparting words of wisdom for the millions and billions and trillions of listeners out there? I don't really. I don't have any clever like sayings or cool shit to say. Have fun. Be be good people. Don't be a dick. You know, that's that's a great lesson. Don't be a dick. Life's so much yeah. simpler if you're not a dick. Yeah. Well, you guys know what to do. If you want more hard-hitting news segments and podcasts, take care of the fine, fine sponsors because I could not bring it to you without them. And uh, make sure you're checking out merch. I am still afraid of change, and I haven't done anything with my T-shirts and mugs. We're going to make some changes with that. But the constant in my life is uh, Ghost Patch. They've got all your PMPM coins and patches. We've got a bunch of fun shit we're working on for this year. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Make sure you're supporting them, a small LEO business, and all the good folks that take care of this podcast. With that said, remember... All right, we gotta do something. We gotta do something good. We gotta have a swinger thing here. Let me think here. Um, remember, no, no smashing no, grapes. Yeah, there you go. Remember, no smashing grapes. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love most of you. Bye bye.